Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and tonight we have uh, two of my friends who uh, are both actors here. Uh, we've got Tony Brown. How are you doing, Tony? Good. How are you? Good, good. And we've got Jade LaFont. How are you doing, Jade? Oh, I am doing swell. Very swell. All right. Um, and <laughs> as you, uh, you probably have not heard yet, because... I don't know how loud you can, uh, how loud it is, but it is storming here, so perfect time to talk about horror movies, I guess, uh, with a freaking storm out there. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be too bad, but we'll see how things go. Um, first of all, I want to get, uh, I want to like get people to understand who you guys are. How did you guys get started in the uh, film business? I guess I'll go with Tony first. Uh, well, how I got started in the film business was back in 2008 when I was an extra in the Night of the Demons remake. And at the time, the only person I really knew on set was Tiffany Shepis, who had a small supporting role in the movie. And then two years later, a little under two years later, I worked on um, the Slumber Party Massacre collection DVD set from Shout Factory, and I helped out with the documentary and the commentary tracks. And then me and Jade actually met on the set of Night of the Demons, and we started dating in November of 2010. And uh, he somehow got me thrown into the acting side of the movie biz, if you, if you I guess I would say, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, how about you, Jade? <laughs> Say that again? I said, well, how about you, Jade? Oh, me. Um, well, I did my first student film in, I think, 1998. Um, it was called The Road Less Traveled, um, which was really cool because it was shot on 16 millimeter, and, you know, nobody shoots really on film anymore. So um, that was cool, and I just did theater in high school, did theater in college, and the way I got into horror movies was through um, director Steve Sessions. Um, I actually was asking for a copy of Dead Clowns because it wasn't released in America yet, and then I said, hey, I'm an actor, blah, 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 yada, 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 and um, he was shooting this movie called Wolfica at the time, and Hurricane Katrina had just happened, so um, he had to do a lot of rewrites, and he contacted me, and he said, hey, do you want to shoot this little role as a cop, and you get killed, and I said, yeah, so I did that at the same time as I was doing Shakespeare on stage at Nichols, and then it led to Torment, and then I did a slew of low-budget horror films, like the inherited, indestructible, and everything that leads up to what we've done now. 
Silent Vengeance. Silent Vengeance. Um, yeah, a lot. Um, I did a lot of voiceover work for Dark Knight Films with Max Spees. Um, so if you look at my IMDb, it's some voiceover work. Um, like I said, me and Tony, like Tony said, me and he uh, met on the set of Night of the Demons, um, the remake. And, um, yeah, that was just extra work, which I really don't care for extra work because it's just a lot of sitting around and doing nothing. But um, it was still a good experience. I mean, I met my partner for seven years from it, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, well, I have to ask, because you guys, you guys are dating and everything, and you guys are horror movie lovers. Um, is it great to kind of sit back and, like, watch your own movies together and other people's movies? I mean, like, what do you guys think about that? Um, yes, I actually like watching the movies that we do together. Um, especially we watched Amityville, Amityville Legacy that we shot in 2016 for Dustin Ferguson. Um, we really enjoy watching that because, um, you know, the people that are in it, um, like Ginny Caroline and Julia Farrell, uh, Brittany uh, Daly, Jan Kern, or Jeannie Kern, I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. Mark Popejoy. Mark Popejoy. Um, just, uh, Diane King. Diane King. They were just really nice people, and it was a good experience. That's awesome. Um, now, I have, to, I have to ask because... Uh, you guys brought up, uh, like, if, I guess Amityville Legacy is on, is Amityville Legacy, right, is on um, uh, Amazon Prime. So people can come yep. check out your work. Is there anything else on Amazon Prime that people can Actually, see? Amityville Legacy was pulled off of Amazon Prime for right now because it was picked up by Wild Eye Releasing. Um, I don't know anything further than that because we've kind of, had a falling out with a director that I'm not going to get into, but um, I wish Dustin the best and everything and stuff like that. I hope his career takes off and, you know, he, you know, has the best career he can. You know, I don't have any hard feelings or anything. But um, Meat Hook Massacre 2 is still on Amazon Prime and it's also on Troma now. Yeah. Those two we oh, can wow. be seeing. Two were directed by Dustin Ferguson, and also um, the Slayer and Lurking Evil. Yeah, the Slayer Lurking Evil double feature should still be on Amazon. Yes, I know you can um, watch them separately too. Those were by our um, good friend Ruben Rocks, who is a great director and a great person to work for. Um, we did House of Spirits last year as well for Ruben which was kind of cool because whenever we did House of Spirits, we shot it near Biloxi, and it was kind of like a reunion of actors from Steve Sessions' movies because it was me and Tony. We were both in Shelter, Shelter in Place. place. And, um, you can watch that on YouTube yeah, for free. That you can watch on YouTube for free. And um, Crystal Aiken, um, she's kind of like a little screen queen from the South. And um, Lucian Eisenach, um, he... Uh, He's done pretty much everything that Steve's done, plus a lot of Ruben stuff as well. Awesome. Uh, now, like, when you guys are on set, 
what's probably the first thing you guys do to prepare for a role? I put a lot of um, concealer on our faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a method actor. I don't know if Tony would call himself a method actor. Um, I just try to have my lines memorized and then, you know, listen to the director and just go for it. You know what I mean? It's not something that I really, you know, I, I can just try and throw myself into the part. I don't really need to become that role. You know how some people feel like they need to have a motivation behind every line and stuff like that and everything. Well, when it's just filler dialogue and stuff like that and you're just stating stuff and you're basically sometimes playing yourself in a movie, kind of like with Amity, um, it was just, you know, just basic, you know, you say the lines, try to say it convincingly and try not to look like an ass. Yeah, I just make sure I know my dialogue. Like, for example, last month when we were shooting... Dark Shade Creek 3 with David Mankey in Pennsylvania. Um, he was going through the script and was trying to remember what was next, and I just started reciting my dialogue, and I would correct him whenever there was something coming up. And he was like, wow, you know the dialogue better than I do. So I just make sure that I remember my dialogue, and if there's ever any any opportunity to ad-lib or anything, like in Dark Shade Creek 3, um, we became good friends with Jenny Caroline actually before and after filming Amityville Legacy. Um, we threw in a line in there, something about her and her dogs, like we should have went hung out with Jenny like we always do. Yeah, I think it's there. Her dogs are always licking me. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> reason why I don't like but just like <laughs> if you can like ad lib or like quote a movie or just like any suggestions you can give the director. That's the hardest part is whenever you're told to, okay, well, ad-lib a line. You know what I mean? Like, just have a conversation. It's like, okay, what what have a conversation about? You know what I mean? What do you want us talking about? And I was just like, hey, let's talk about Jenny and her dogs. I mean, that was the first thing that came off the top of my head. So I'm assuming that's what's going to be used in the movie. (laughs) Well, that's good. Some um, Some people are afraid of improv. A lot of actors like to be strictly to the script and everything, and if they they do improv, they're afraid because they don't know if they're going to say the right thing or something. Do you guys ever get nervous when you improv? I don't get nervous with improvisation. I mean, I used to get nervous when we used to have to do it for theater because they used to take it oh so seriously, and it was just like, God, that was one thing... um, being trained more as a theater actor and everything, they make you do these exercises and everything, and your acting is so big and everything, and, you know, we'd have to do little things and everything, and I wasn't really very good at that. And me and my friend um, Megan Torrance, um, who was in Silent Vengeance with me, whenever they would do their um, little improv, you know, run-throughs before they'd actually, you know, um, rehearse, uh, we'd sneak out and uh, go smoke cigarettes on the balcony. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> I guess I guess it feels a little more natural when you do stick to the script and you have your lines memorized and you kind of know what you're doing and where you're going in the scene and everything. And when you do improv, 
you kind of just have to think of things off the top of your head, and you're like, what am I going to talk about? And so you just kind of have to just pull stuff out of your ass, basically. So I guess it feels a little more natural sticking to your dialogue I'd that like, you memorize. I like having a script sticking to a script. I do like sticking to a script more than improv. But if I have to do it, I have to do it. Then, you know. Yeah. Just make it um, the scene, you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you have any tricks that you learned about, um, you know, uh, memorizing lines? Um, Tony, do you have any tricks? I just, I read over just every line of dialogue, whatever scene it is that I'm in, and I'm, I actually memorize the other characters' dialogue as well. I memorize mine more so than the other characters, but I just go over it over over and over again, and I just basically recite it out out loud to myself, or me and Jade will, um, uh, you know, basically practice together if if it's something that we're filming together. We're we're in movies together a lot, but we're not exactly a package deal. I mean, we we are allowed to do movies separately, so I hope filmmakers don't think that we're typecast into always having to do movies together. I mean, we'd like to be on set for the movies whenever we're one of us is filming or whatever, but we're not exactly a package deal. But however, we have been a lot of movies together. Yeah. That's just ever since Amityville, that's how it's kind of been. I don't know. I know ever since uh shelter in place, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but, no, because it actually makes you a little more relaxed on set because you have your partner there. I mean, which would make anybody more relaxed on set. Um, my way of remembering dialogue um, comes from theater. Um, you always remember, try to remember the last line of dialogue that the person saying before you and you know your line. So kind of like Tony says, you're memorizing both of their lines, but I don't fully memorize their line. I just try to remember the last bit of their dialogue before I go into my line. So that's how I always been taught. Just, you know, the last three words of that other person's line. Yeah, because you, you got to know what the other character's saying, because if you just memorize your lines, then you're just going to have that all jumbled up in your head and be lost when you're on set or on location or whatever. So... And a, a lot of these movies and all that stuff now that they, I mean, they're shot on video. And a lot of times it's just, you know, sometimes it, it, I guess it helps that to get the coverage for some scenes that they just tell us to do our lines like three times in a row. I mean, we did that with Ruben. Like he made us do our lines like three times in a row. Like say this line again. And again, Ruben's very specific. Yes, he's very specific, and he knows what he wants, and he'll he'll tell you, okay, try and say it this time. Try and say it, like, you know, this way. Try and say it that way. Yeah. You know. It's always good to work with a director that isn't afraid to tell you if something was good or not or gives you multiple takes. Now, if if you work with someone that just, like, is in such a rush to shoot something and barely gives any coverage or you know, multiple angles of a shot because they're in such a rush to shoot something, then it gets a little aggravating 
I mean, because then when the finished product comes out, you're kind of like, oh, I wish we would have had time to do this. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the time low-budget filmmaking is under a lot of time constraints. So, I mean, you have to look at it that way too. Yeah, and I've been have involved you? in pro- – oh, sorry. Go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, and I've been involved in one production, and it was polar opposite of something like that where we shot – everything from every angle, all the dialogue, and you'd spend four hours shooting one scene just to get the scene because you did it from every person's angle. The wide shot, the shot from top of the staircase, the shot of, you know, actors in at least two, you know, each shot, actors in three does each shot and stuff like that. And that is really time-consuming. But also it's good because it really helps by by the end of the time you're shooting. You damn know that damn script really well. <laughs> um, have you guys ever had uh, any, like, kind of experiences that have kind of show, shown you guys growth in your acting abilities um, on set of the film? growth in our acting abilities. Um, yeah, like you you start noticing, like, you know, the, the change in your acting and that you're you're getting better at, at your craft. Um, I would say that I had a lot of time with the dialogue of learning the dialogue for um, Amityville. And I really tried to pull that off and tried to make that character authentic. And I think I did a good job. I mean, you read reviews. Everybody that reviews a low-budget horror movie says the acting's horrible no matter what. But I really think I grew as an actor in that film, you know, as compared to um, not saying that my acting was bad, and then inherited or anything like that, but, you know, it was just, you know, something that I had time to prepare for, and it wasn't so rigid of a rehearsal schedule. It was more free, I guess you can say. Well, I know my first movie that I actually had dialogue in um, still hasn't been released, and I'm kind of mortified by my performance in that movie. I definitely can tell a difference in my acting compared to, to the second movie I did, which was the short that we mentioned earlier that we did for Steve's session, Shelter in Place. I just try to bring, like, a naturalistic approach, and I kind of come across as a little understated sometimes, but I watch enough bad movies to know not what to do, to know what not to do. But you see, your understatedness actually turns out well because, like I said, I was trained in theater and sometimes my acting's too big and then i got to bring it down a notch. So Tony not having that theater background actually kind of helps him, really, I find, compared to me, which I can get dramatic if I want to and really dramatic. And yeah, yeah, and I, I uh, interesting story. I'm not going to pinpoint who actually said this, but it was someone that worked on it, worked on Amityville Legacy with us. After um, a screening of the movie, she was like, "Oh my God, you did so awesome in the movie, Tony. You're so natural, and you could tell that you're so experienced and everything." And I was like, "Well, Jade's been doing this longer than I have." And she was like, "Oh really?" 
Thanks, Tony. And, Thanks a lot. But I was I was really, you know, flattered by that comment because I was like, wow, I haven't really been doing this for that long, just off and on since late 2008. And then Terraphobia would have been what year? 2013, 14? 2012? No, 2013. 2013, I believe. 2013, I believe, was Terraphobia, which would have been my first speaking role in a movie. I was supposed to be in that, but I ended up not being able to do it because of my job, because, you know, I'm not a starving artist. Both of us are not starving artists. We um, have jobs that we have to commit to, and I have, you know, that that's one thing. Um, acting in these low-budget movies, I mean, some pay, some don't, but, you know, at the end of the day, you have to pay the mortgage, pay the rent, pay whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, now, uh, are you guys thinking about doing anything be- behind the scenes, like writing, directing, producing? Um, well, we've been approached to we, direct a couple things, but, the, like... The hardest thing about that, to me, is being that I have a job that's very demanding of my time, that I don't want to commit to something that I wouldn't be able to fully pull through with because I work 60-hour weeks, and I wouldn't want to disappoint anybody that would give me money to do something. I would love to do it, but I'm a store manager too, so I feel like if I would leave my store for maybe two weeks of shooting or something, that it would burn us in flames. (laughs) I don't know. I think a lot of, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? It's just I, I stress out too much about, you know, I mean, there's real life, there's the acting life, whatever. But, you know, I would love to shoot something. We've shot second unit stuff for a lot of people. We've shot second unit stuff for Ruben Rocks. I mean, we've shot second unit stuff for Dustin, actually, for me to master, because that was all shot down here. And that was that was shot, or I mean, that was that segment was written by Jade, and I wrote the original segment, and we ultimately chose not to go that route, because the what we wrote in Meat Hook Massacre 2 plays as a movie within the movie that one of the characters is watching on TV, and the original idea was for me to go with something John Waters influenced, and I'm a big John Waters fan, and we actually had... Um, a couple of people interested. Yes, um, uh, some uh, Lexi was interested, but um, she decided because it was such vile dialogue. Yeah, I'd written. I wrote it. It was a little. It was a little harsh. So I ended up writing a basically a stranger's ripoff in like 30 minutes, and got one of my former coworkers to do it, Jamie Johnson, and she did a really good job in it. She played a good crazy person. Shout out to Jamie awesome. if she's listening. <laughs> well, um, we're almost out of time. We got like six minutes left, so I want to um, catch you guys. Like, what have you guys been doing lately? Lately, um, well, we shot David Mankey's movie, um, Dark Shade Creek Three, Dark Shade Creek Three, Trail Trail to Hell. 
Um, everybody should go watch the trailer. Um, if you like Friday the 13th movies and camp slashers and everything like that, um, it seems like it's going to be a really fun movie, just if you like slashers. And we we tried to throw in some Friday the 13th references that, like yeah. we were talking about ad-libbing earlier, like our characters' names are named after um, Paul, Paul and, and Rob. Rob from um, Friday the 13th for the final chapter and I actually sorry. recite a line from a character in Friday the 13th Part 2 at one point that yeah. actually ended up in the trailer. Yes, and the makeup effects that I had to do for that was really cool because I got to get my mouth shut, and that was awesome. Oh, and I got the double for the killer. That was fun, except it was so <laughs> hot, and I cannot see without my glasses. It was so hot underneath the mask and everything, but I tried to channel my inner Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees a little bit, just try to seem as psychotic as possible. And um, what I saw so far in the trailer looks kind of cool. I would I would like to maybe play, like, a masked serial killer or slasher in a movie or something like that. And I'd also like to um, branch off into more things than just the horror genre as well. I'd really like to work in comedy, like something, like, really over the top. I would... I would think I think that would be a lot of fun. See, I I I aspire. I have been an extra in a Sci-Fi Channel film. It should have been a featured extra, but I've been an extra. But um, my goal is to eventually one day have a speaking role in a Sci-Fi Channel film because they uh film a lot down here. And unfortunately, I'm age- agentless right now. I'm free agent. I uh just you know don't have an agent right now, so. That is a really big hurdle to cross because, you know, yeah. everything money with headshots and stuff like that, and now everything you can just, I mean, we get a lot of stuff through Facebook. It's just, yeah. you know, social media and networking. Um, also, I'm crossing fingers, I'm in talks to be in a creature feature that should be shooting this winter, hopefully. Um, That's shooting locally. Locally, which um, I've always wanted to do because there's not many local things down here, down on the bayou, as they call it. Uh, And we live 45 minutes away from New Orleans. But New Orleans is known as Hollywood South now, and a lot of that stuff has to do with extra work for, like, movies and TV, like a lot of mainstream stuff. So doesn't really pay to really get not exactly it doesn't pay to get involved with it it just it takes up a lot of your time and if you have a day job then you really have to be committed to it yeah i mean i know there's people that do extra work for a living but i mean i also look at it as i need to pay my bills and i need my salary every week yeah <laughs> but um, you need to know hoping- like you need to know that money's coming Right? Like, it can't be like, maybe it'll be here this week. What we do is we plan our vacations around shooting a movie. (laughs) That's what we've done for the last years. Yeah, last year it was Amityville and this this year it was Dark Shade Creek. And um, we did a mini vacation because we only shot two days on um, House of Spirit, um, which hopefully will be finished soon. I really want to see that one because it has some really good camera work in it. And we shot some stuff for Steve Sessions earlier in the year, and that may be released as a short 
we're not exactly sure what that's going to be released as so Steve far. Has, yeah. Just, um, awesome. just Steve has had some issues, so, I mean, I wish him the best. I hope everything's okay. And all, all right. nobody will know this, but I will say R.I.P. Riley. Oh, <laughs> that was his dog. R.I.P. Riley. <laughs> oh. If he's listening. Well, um... <laughs> This uh, this is about to end in about a minute, so I wanted to thank you guys so much for coming on the show and for for speaking about acting and, and I just no told problem. me ninety seconds. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say to everybody? Um, thanks for watching our movies. Any everyone who is listening to this, um, go out and search for our movies if you haven't watched them. Um, some are fun, some are good, some are bad, but, you know, at the end of the day, they were all experiences which you can build upon, right? Yeah, they're all opportunities. I mean, I'm not exactly proud of everything I've worked on, but I don't think anything that I've worked on is quote-unquote abysmal. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't think anything I worked on is abysmal, but you know, I mean, um, so so good it's bad variety. Some of them come up, but you know, we aspire to be in something that has a cult following yeah. one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to be interviewed 20 years later about doing this one. Like, movie. wow, I can't believe they're still talking about this movie <laughs> after 30 years. What they're putting out a yeah. high def 4K Blu-ray Ultra, whatever format it's going to be at the time. <laughs> That is awesome. I really, I really hope that's true, and I hope that guys I wish you guys the best. Uh, well, thank I, I wish you. you guys the best for everything. Uh, definitely. Uh, well, um, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I hope everybody listened enjoyed the show. Um, thank you guys so much, and um, have a wonderful, I guess, uh, night. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Yeah. Def- Bye, John. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.